Hey, everybody, we're talking the election results and the mannequin challenge and more on Black Hollywood Lives this week. <laughs> you are tuned in to Black Hollywood Live this week. Hey. <laughs> I love you. I'm like if you made your grandma to <laughs> challenge. To be dead, so why did you dancing? see the one with the cat? <laughs> All right, what's up, everybody? Welcome to Black Hollywood Lives this week. I'm your host, Dario Chris, and as you would see, we were doing a little mannequin thing going on, and then I thought we were going to keep dancing, but apparently not. <laughs> Rachel broke Rachel character. Rachel broke character. The actress broke character. <laughs> it's because I'm still in mourning, you guys. I'm still a little, I'm still processing we're my emotions. We're processing a lot today. Well, Rachel True's joining us in Hi. her morning. DJ Jesse J. What's up? And Courtney Stewart. Hey, y'all. We got a lot of things to talk about today. We're going to be talking about that election, but we're not going to overkill it because no. I think we all feel the same way right now. But, not all uh, of us, apparently. Well, yeah, apparently not all of us. You're right about that. But, uh, yeah, we're going to be talking about a lot of things. Obama Day, Mannequin Challenge, Prince Harry's new boo, and the election results. So we'll go ahead and kick this party off today. Let's start it positive. Okay, so yes. yesterday, obviously, the uh, the polls were, everyone's running to the polls, um, but but April Rain on Twitter, who started the hashtag Oscars So White, decided instead of everyone getting riled up, let's celebrate something. So she wanted to celebrate Obama Day. So Twitter took to this hashtag, and basically everyone was tweeting out their favorite moments throughout the terms, um, pictures. Uh, there was, you know, a couple, um, the, the one really iconic one of him, you know, fist bumping the janitor. Um, just moments and videos of just respecting uh President Obama, Michelle, and the first family. Um, you know, Obama also made a speech and had came out to say, you know, we are Americans first. Don't be cynical. Um, you know, we want to. He wants to make sure that the transition between him and Trump is seamless, um, and do everything in his power to make sure that he can help. The, uh, the next president. Um, he also said that everyone is sad when their team loses, but we must remember that we are all on the same team. Um, so I, I just thought that the hashtag was really good. Are because we? Are we? Uh, you know. We're right, supposed to be on the same I, I gotta team. I got to keep my comments to myself till later. Sorry. But did you guys see the hashtag Obama Day at I all? Did. I did. I did because it actually brought back, it showed one of the pictures that I love, um, which actually I originally got really emotional about was the little black boy who was brushing Obama, touched Obama's hair, mm -hmm. and it, they, that picture popped up again. I was like, man, just I, I'm gonna miss that dude being in office. Yeah. You know, I really am. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, it was a great. It's a great thing to focus on something positive like that. And amazing that our, our children and generations are were able to experience, experience that and that. witness yeah. that. And you know, whatever we got to go through in the next four years, at least we have that in our pocket to push us forward. And. <clears throat> I know, I know, I know. I know. Here's, but here's the thing. I just feel like it's gonna be like a game. I know, I know. But here's the, the crack. Thing. As, as, I, as positive as that was, then my mind went to like the. I'm not gonna say the dark place, but I was thinking like, oh, this is so great. You know, kids got the their first president. Some of the kids in life, just their first president was Obama. Then I was like, oh, but then some kids' first president is gonna be Trump. Yeah. Well. You win and you lose. Uh, well, so also on Twitter, you know, this is, you know, my conspiracy brain. So we started with the mannequin challenge because it sweeped the internet by storm the day before elections. And, you know, I thought it was all fun and games and I was looking at it and I participated in it. And then I was thinking to myself, 
One, I didn't start thinking about it until I saw Hillary, Beyonce, these bigger celebrities doing it. Yeah. And it made me think to myself, the day before an election, and this is what we want trending? And it made me start thinking, is this something to keep children and people busy? And, you know, are we, because we are in this world of technology where, hey, the ice bucket challenge, we all need to be a part of it, instead of focusing on the important issues. Um the mannequin challenge was huge. It was, I mean, literally on my timeline. That like how the election's on my timeline today. Right. Um, what do you guys think? Do we think like? Because part of me was thinking, okay, why don't we start important hashtags like, you know, maybe a week or two ago, start something like the third party hashtag challenge, where everybody goes and votes for a third party. Or, you know, what I mean, like we never take these challenges and make them for anything positive or productive. Well, I mean, maybe the mannequin challenge was just sort of a, a way to relieve way to relieve the stress of yeah, what the a, last few weeks of the election have yeah. been. And the ice bucket challenge actually did raise did, a lot yeah, of money for, for them. Despite I understand it was everywhere ubiquitous, but but it did raise money for them. But I just like there's been some great ones with cancer too. Yeah, that I've seen you know um, that have been really good. Sorry, I didn't mean to no, no, no. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, go ahead. No, no, you. No, you. No, you. No, um, I just like I gotta say it. I can't not say anything about what we just went through. And again, I, I think um, um, during tough times, we always galvanized. And so this is the first time since I think like 1928 that the House and the Senate. And the president are all going to be super conservative. So yeah. Yeah. that's a big shift. There's no one really around that we, we can talk to, even our grandparents, who actually experienced what that was like. So yeah. this is completely new territory. Quite often when things are challenging, like this artist rise to the cause and movements happen. So I think there's a lot, you know, everybody should keep on their point and keep on their message, um, despite what's happened. But the fact that we're sitting here on Black Hollywood Live and we're not saying, like, because my truth is I feel like uh, what happened was a very big backlash. Um, towards, like, a wh- white people and white women. Do you just, women, do you just hate each other so much that you would rather have a black male president in than actually elect a white lady president? Like, it's crazy to me that we were able to get Obama, thank God, in there. Um, but at this point, the votes for women who voted for Trump. And I, as a woman, to vote for a man who said, grab him by the pussy and speaks that way, and you're raising daughters probably, is really confusing to me, so I still got to process my feelings on that one. Um, it's challenging at best. It, it, I mean, so that it's kind of interesting for you to say. This. So for you, you to feel like, I mean, because we saw Obama sweeped, you know, yeah. and and so to see this situation, so you really think it fully comes down to a, a woman, or if it was a different. Woman? I think a little partially, it's a woman thing. I mean, listen, it's just my opinion. It doesn't really mean no, anything. No. But ultimately, um, Trump's <laughs> Trump's Trump. the, Trump did much better than Mitt Romney did in yes. those yeah, states. Yeah, partially, that's, that's because Trump did appeal to. Um, I'm not going to say the lowest common denominator because there's the people of all walks of life he appealed to. But Mitt Romney um, was very elitist and never really tried to gauge that. Uh, Trump is super elitist but spoke a different tune and people believed him. And I think the best thing I can say about that is like super smart people um, knew that what Trump was saying, they didn't take him literally. And the difference is his fan base takes him literally. You know, they think he's really going to build a wall and do all these things. So time will tell. And I think it'll be super interesting. I was saying... Um, to Jesse too, because I think there's a lot of young, uh, especially gay men out there who who are don't know the struggles that mm-hmm. older gay men 
went through to give them the rights they have because your marriage equality rights could go out the window right now. Everybody's like, oh, we get to smoke weed in California. Know, that could change, that's too. That's what I've heard a lot of people saying. I know, yeah. and listen, I love weed, but um, <laughs> that right could easily be taken away uh, once there's a new government in place. They can clamp down on stuff. So, well, just, yeah, and didn't Trump say that he wants to bring like enforcements and FBI in certain places and shut a lot of the, the and, weed dispensaries down? And by certain places, we know he's going to target black, any you mm-hmm. know ethnic-owned dispensaries. So, you know, it's a little hard for me today because I've run into a lot of super cool people I know who are Caucasian and they're like, I'm just going to wait and see and then I'll worry about it. And the thing is, like, we, I don't have, we don't have that luxury at this no. table because everyone here has, uh, is a minority in some respect. So I don't have the luxury of waiting because it's already been happening for years now. And so, it, you know, I'm, I'm a little worried about what's going to happen and for the children, you know? Well, you know what I also realized, too, is the importance of this network because I think I was talking to you about it earlier. It's, it, it, Black Hollywood Live, we definitely have to be the voice to help support and get people through this, this time because... <laughs> I mean, this is changing the game for us. Courtney, and, what are you? She's yeah, been you? so, like, she's like, I just, let's I feel open, like you're about to cry. open that bottle. No, let because there's, there's nothing really to let out because I expected it. I'm not, like I said, like, I was saying earlier. Start, I mean, like, essentially, once, we're skipping, but, yeah. once, I mean, yeah, we're just going to talk about the election. Just, we we'll might come back to that. No, we'll we can get back to the topics, but honestly, I feel like we'll it would be remiss not to election. talk about I mean, it. we were definitely going to talk about it, so we'll go, yeah. we already yeah. started, we'll just so push we might it as well up. finish it we'll up. We'll push it up a little bit. Um, but I, I'm saying that once he won the primaries, I was fairly certain that he would win the overall election because I'm aware of how strongly Hillary is hated. I understand even though I don't appreciate it, that there is a segment of our country that did not see enough change during Obama's administration in terms of we did not tackle Wall Street the way that it should have. People that were losing their houses and lost all of their um, 401ks never saw anybody punished for it. They don't necessarily blame the people that helped build that sort of situation. They blame Obama because the Mm -hmm. economic recovery that happened... I mean, obviously, like, we're not necessarily in the Depression we were in 2008, but most of those people are still struggling and never saw anybody held responsible for it. So I think it's a combination of those situations with the economy and, of course, there's some racial and um, social changes that have happened over the last few years, obviously, where it comes to gay marriage and um, uh, uh, abortion rights and things like that that people are just not comfortable with because it's all sort of come in this, like, eight-year period. It was like... We got a black man. Wasn't that enough for you guys? Like right. We that's, voted for him because we like believed in him, so, yeah. but then he didn't really do very much for us, right. and he, all of this other stuff happened that we're not cool or comfortable with yet. So right. I agree when Van Jones on um, CNN talked about how, like, we've talked about everything, but this is a white lash. Like, I agree. Like, yeah. I do think, like, the regular white dude that's used to being on top and used to things going his way it has gotten hurt in these last eight years and is not accustomed to that, right. and therefore... You know, he's hitting back, or he and she, he being general, you know, whatever. I think it is a little like Custer's Custer's last stand in terms of that, because by 2050, (laughs) the country will be um, primarily, I mean, everybody will be kind of mixedy looking brownie, something, you know, or dark brown, light brown, some kind of shade. I mean... We say that show, but you don't know what they're gonna do in the next eight years I to agree. make that not the case. No, well, I. Well, it's also interesting, though. No, but even during the race, they were saying that Hispanics were gonna be, 
as you were watching it, they were saying, you know, the Hispanic vote will probably be something that pushes, obviously, more towards Hillary and will push her to the win. So I honestly thought that that would realistically happen. I'm saying, that's what I was about to say. Like, literally, yesterday, I saw so many Hispanics wearing Trump hats and, and supporting Trump, and... I was just really taken aback and surprised. I was like, "Do you do you not remember what he just said?" Well, like, there, I know? mean, there's a whole segment of the Latin population that sort of agrees with this whole like all these people that came illegally, like uh, we yeah. came right. legally, yeah. we did the work, we like we should right do it, way. and they tend to vote conservative right. often. So it's not a surprise that they went for Trump, and their numbers um, obviously show that. In I think it's like South Florida, where Cuban Americans tend to be more Republican than right. you know maybe California um, Latin Americans. I don't know, but regardless, like. <laughs> He's here, guys. He's here. He's like, wow. yeah. and, and I'm sorry I jumped into the topic early. I just couldn't not say anything about it. But we can move on to our other topics. But I wanted to just um, throw in that David Dukes, you know, who had a senator been congressman, mm-hmm. he failed. But he also, you know, endorsed this Donald Trump thing. It was like, he's just as part of our mission. He's doing great work for us. And the KKK has endorsed Trump. So I'd say just be aware. I'm not saying that Trump, by the way. I'm not, I can't accuse that man of being a part of that organization, although there is proof his father was. Um, in, in newspaper articles that he was arrested at a KKK rally. So I'm not saying that, but I would just say we have to be diligent and vigilant these days because I think that there is a small percentage of uh, angry white people um, out there who may feel it's open season. And honestly, that's just what I am just so beyond scared of in the next few weeks is what is about to really happen racially here yeah. in America. With Obama, you know, only having a couple months left, and that transition, that's what scares me. That's well, really good. Well, you know, it's interesting. There's also been, today, I don't know if you guys saw the news, but there's been rioting. But, but there's Hillary, there's shootings, there's shootings here yesterday at the, huh? at the polls, and um, then there's been rioting today, but ironically, the rioting has been more Hillary's followers. followers. So people are saying, you know, it's like a catch-22, because I'm like, oh, man, I get why, obviously, I get why people are upset, but on the flip side, don't that's riot. what they want. Don't riot. They, they, they want that. It's just adding ammunition to yep. the Trump supporters. You know? Also, <laughs> I want to th- throw in that the Democratic um, Party itself imploded itself. I mean, it really did. Like, you, you didn't really... Um, you did give Hillary information that you didn't give Bernie. You did do things to shift it in her favor. And that's all... I mean, I think it's all blown up in your face now. If you just let things play out the way they could have, should have, would have... Who knows? But we'll never know that. And so I think there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of work to be done all over the place. My biggest thing was just having to watch Obama do a speech oh, afterwards. Yeah. yeah. Just especially after watching that documentary. Too. Yeah. Yeah. It just was. You're talking like, about the choice. Yeah. Yeah. It was like nauseating. Yeah. No, nauseating was watching well, the victory the speech. Well, I didn't. I <laughs> no, honestly, I didn't. No, I watched. I watched the victory speech of Trump. I watched the um, um, concession speech from Hillary. I heard his speech was good. It was good. I mean, obviously, like it, it sucks, but it was a good speech, and she, you know, said positive things. And she his did. speech wasn't like as grossly sort of. Braggers, no, I thought it would be. He did thank people like it was like a he Academy did, Award speech, speech but, but he definitely. I mean, he you know opened and said that you know we are one America and that whole like I'm the per- person for everyone or whatever. So in my when I go back to being positive again, even though I tried to be positive and y'all still fucked me over, um, I went back to being positive that maybe. By some miracle, he's actually going to be great at this and will surprise us with what he is able to do Optimism. and the choices that well, we don't he have makes. A choice, but we have because he is an out of box 
situation Courtney, whether we like see, it or not. Did you see Giuliani's tweet? I hate Giuliani at all. No, no, but I here's the him. thing. Right, you do hate him, but he's about to be your attorney well, yeah, general. He's about to be something. But his tweet last night was so offensive, and this is why like I don't have the luxury that some of my white friends have. Um, the tweet said, "We cannot let blacks and Hispanics decide this, this race. race. Um, they Wait, can't no, be the oh, yeah. Swear yeah, to God, I, I quote tweeted it. I retweeted it. Yep. We um, we cannot let blacks and Hispanics decide this race. They can't be the only ones. Everybody else, get out there and vote. It was so I, racist. So let, okay, let's twist it." In hopes, in hopes of miracles. Again, I'm just trying to be like some kind of light because if I'm the real darkness that exists inside of me, like that ain't helping nobody. So (laughs) if we twist it just a little bit, maybe it wasn't necessarily about us. <laughs> but it was really... Uh, it wasn't just about us. It was about it was about gay men. I'm, I'm about saying anybody. about the other that right, we are right, considered right. at this point, whoever that is. Very and him sort of being just a champion for wanting his voice and the people like him heard also. Not just them and just us. But like also. Maybe he meant also. Not I I guess I admire what you're trying to do here. That's that's the most positive. You work real hard for that positive. Literally, we have four years. We are in this for four years, and technically, we're in this for a good twenty-five years because he's about to appoint at least what two Supreme Court justices, at least two Supreme Court justices, at a bare minimum. Right. Two years of this full Republican Congress and the full Republican White House, and in two years, you can do a whole lot of damage. Yeah. yeah, going forward. So I, I it, we have to hope the best. But I just, I'm just like, it's just so baffling to me because I'm like, how do we go from Obama to this? Like, how you know, it's like I think this we're is liter- the we're literally going, it's a we're literally going fifty years behind. Yeah, you know make I mean? America great is code for make America white again. And great white people, pe- most people are make America was great in the fifties. We couldn't even sit at a goddamn lunch counter with you in the fifties. Right. It wasn't great. Oh, uh, and just a shout out. Okay, I dang it, I wanted to remember her name. There was a black lady on CNN. Yes, she was this with Van, she, she, she yes, was with, with Van Jones, Jones and like the blonde chick. The blonde woman who but I can't remember her name. But this woman said on the air because they were talking about Van Jones' comment about the white lash and whatever, and she basically was saying like. When he said "Make America Great Again," he didn't specifically say like which time period. And you people right. are thinking about slavery she and stuff. Was so good. I mean, more black people owned homes in the '30s than they own now. I'm like, okay, yeah, boo, because there's an institutional setup that made sure that they lost those homes right. by the '50s and turned around and lost them again in the '80s and turned around and lost them again in the early 2000s. Like the fact that you even brought that out your mouth as a like argument for you saying that he isn't saying it's white America when white America was great again is uh, you're out of your mind. So, anyway, I just wanted to call her out. I don't know what her name is. I forgot. <laughs> I'm trying to look it up right now. Uh, like, but I was so upset because I was. she was like, I never picked a time period, or he never picked a time period. You guys are assuming it's like slavery time and all that. As if since slavery, everything has been so amazing I for know. black and brown people in this country. So, I'm just... Whatever, lady. Anywho. I mean, and the other thing is, like, let's not forget our Muslim brothers and sisters. That's you know what I mean? I feel, really feel, my timeline is filled with people going, my mom is the most religious person in my family and told me not to wear my hijab today. Yeah, they, a lot like, of kids were like, told not to wear hijab That is frightening. Today. And then also, let's face it, I mean, there were Japanese people in internment camps during World War II. Like, how, I, I'd like to, yeah, I'm curious if in, like, two years there's going to be some Muslim camps somewhere. Um, I really yeah, am. Not even just Muslim camps. Okay, honestly. not just Muslim camps. You're right. <laughs> what, that's what scares me is I'm looking at 
got the microchipping and the, you know what I mean? Like, you, everything wants to be segregated now, and it's like, where are we really moving to? But in a certain way, and I'm curious what you think about, th- I'm sorry, I did not mean no, to interrupt you, but I did, like I always do, and I'm trying to get better at that <laughs> shit. It's okay, you work working No, on no, it. I'm really trying, I'm sorry. <laughs> and I, I ain't getting oh, microchips, so I'm going to be at a camp somewhere. You're so. going to be at a camp. I ain't getting no microchip inside. I don't have a tattoo. I'm not going to let them put something inside me that's electronical. 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 Yeah, I'm still trying to find her name, but oh, it's okay. We'll, we'll get it. It's all good. Uh, I mean, I, you know what I love what Van Jones did say? He said, how are, we gonna exp- how are people going to explain to their children that Trump is president? You know, and I thought that was really deep. You know what I mean? It's like, it goes back to my point of saying, you know, we could understand how kids were going to have Obama as their first president but to have Trump as your first president like that really just it, it trips me out like, I understand that's let's no, take it you can, you can be positive like the, there is you can do anything in this country you can do anything and you that is supposed a, to be the basis of what we believe the president is supposed to be it can be any man or woman that, or man technically because we ain't proved it could be a woman yet sure, but any man like, that can come up through the rank and make his way can become president like, he doesn't have to be a career Haiti. politician uh, the Haitian president who was a pop star and then he became the president. Wow, um, oh my gosh. And he changed Haiti around. All I can think of is Will I Am. And that's I was like, right. why? <laughs> <laughs> I know. Right, I, I was know like, why I was going to try. Yeah, it was. It was and he, he went didn't. against him. Yeah, he went against the other guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, but, you know, Haiti on a struggle bus, so I don't think that's a good well, comparison. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Um, that being said. My Trump tomorrow. might have some interesting shit to say about how to change some stuff. I hope so. So that's all we can nothing hope on. else we can hope, you know, what's her name? Cam- Kamala Harris won mm-hmm. for the Senate out she here. Yep. So we have a brown lady going to the Senate. It's going to be great. There, there are still things that we all can do and participate in. And you can still write your representatives, whether they are Republican or Democrat or whatever. You can still make your voice heard throughout the year, not wait till it's election time to make any sort of mark in the government. Like, we have to be active all the time, not just when it's time to vote. And not just on Twitter. <laughs> like, people, like, my thing is, is this, cool, if everyone wants to be upset with it, I understand you have to have a, a certain amount of time to grieve. But then it's not getting back to the different hashtags and all this stuff. Then it's, okay, really, next week, it's about time that we actually sit down, have conversations with our communities, and figure out, okay, how as a community can we reach this government? How can we really let the government know what we really feel instead of the electorals and all that kind of stuff? Like, that's my problem is that I see too many people on my timeline talking, and they don't do anything with their lives. They, they, they don't create a platform. They don't use the platform that they have. I see 34,000 followers on your thing, but you aren't out here doing anything. Kind of messages. So to me, I think that I hope that's what this does. I hope this really wakes people up in the sense of like, okay, y'all, y'all can stay asleep. Or you need to wake the fuck up. Well, the interesting thing is that it's I've been listening to a lot of like AM radio today for some reason, but they, they were talking about how this has sparked conversations with people. Like everybody is really having a conversation now but then I'm like yeah but if those people are having a conversation why is he in office you know what I mean like because half of the country is having a different conversation yeah and we have to embrace that that exists and that they have yes there is definitely some racism up in there but there's another really strong element that has everything to do with how effed up our country has been in terms of dealing with government who gets to be in government and what government is actually doing for us because there are people that were terribly destroyed by the last economic downturn and they're 
there has not been a break from it since it happened. And nobody was punished for it. I mean, nobody. Mm-hmm. We've talked about it here. Nobody was punished <laughs> for it. So say what we like. Yes, there's some horrible ish going on. There's definitely some, you know, bigotry. There's some I don't like gay people and I'm scared if they get married. We got Caitlyn running around in the sports and stuff now. So some people are like, dang, even our sports ain't safe. So I understand <laughs> right, right, that the hatred right. that exists exists for sure. But I also understand that there are groups and groups of people that it is a privilege that they have that they can sit and be like I don't really care about the hatred part I'm more concerned about this because they can be that self-absorbed because they don't have to experience the hatred so on that end it sucks but at the same time what they are feeling about their situation is still legit and still real and that's where the growth of Trump came from and if we don't respect that like we should have months and months and a year and a half I mean, ago that's true. Yeah, I'm with then you. we're going to be in a worse place than we are now four years from now yeah Courtney, that, that positive attitude. Yeah, I'm like I'm liking your positivity because I need it after last night. If I otherwise, I would kill myself. I mean, like, <laughs> I know why. Like, I would jump off a bridge. Like, I'm watching this shit. I wanted to. Like, my stomach was sick last night. Oh, like, I oh, was watching this. My Pakistani friend is texting me like, "Oh my god, I'm crying." Like, do people really hate us that much? And I was like, "Babe, I'm sorry. I don't hate you. I love you. I don't know what to right. tell you." Yeah. Like, I didn't, and I don't know. I don't know about how you guys felt, but when I saw Amarosa standing behind her, I know that Amarosa works with him, but it just like I just I wanted to go through the TV. Mm-hmm. It just disgusted me so much when I saw her standing behind him and clapping and smiling. I I'm felt like, like I was watching this an apprentice. Like I felt like I was watching a reality TV. Or when he called Ben Carson, like brother, I'm so glad uh, we worked uh, together. Yeah, we worked together. And I was like, like oh. you're gonna be my surgeon general. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's gross. Like it's disgusting. Yeah. What do you think Amarosa was promised in this equation? Oh, because she's just. I mean, I know she was a lawyer. She's a smart woman, but she has no qualifications really for any What's government. What's Valerie job. Jarrett's job? Uh, I don't know. Let's look up. Why you talk? I, 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 it's, it's on the tip of my tongue. I feel like she wants Valerie Jarrett, like a job. publicity job or something. It's like, that. like the what is she like the the chief of blah blah. She's like one of Obama's direct advisors, but she's not the chief of staff. She's. Mm-hmm. Well, okay, so she, I, senior I, advisor. She'll get a job. I'm she, sure. She want. I feel like that. Like she sees herself as like as the Valerie Jarrett of Trump's organization. Public engagement. Nobody's listening to her like affairs. that. Hey, look. I'm just you. Y'all ask me a question. I know. Listen, I'm not jumping on you. Maybe, maybe. I'm just so annoyed. I was just so annoyed with her last night that I just. Sorry, I took that out on you. Hey, actually, I'm less annoyed with her than all them people that was secretly voting for Trump and didn't want to act like they were supporting him. She stood up and said, "Yep, I support him. I'm right on his coattails, and when he get his job, I'm gonna be right there next to him." There's. I mean, I guess you gotta respect somebody for that. Obama, what's his name? Trump got eight percent of the African American vote. So some of y'all out there was playing and hiding because y'all was acting like y'all weren't gonna vote for him and y'all did right and I know some of them posting Hillary Clinton stuff and you wasn't voting for no Hillary Clinton and it's fine like if you don't want to share who you voted for that's your prerogative but don't front just own it own it own it. Ah, maybe right. we should move on from the Listen, election. Listen, said JetBlue was offering t- tickets last day. week. We need no, to No, I said no. That's what I also said. Ain't none of y'all going nowhere. Because everybody that's here that has something to say about it needs to still be here and that's really true. have something to say about it going forward. That's true. Mm-hmm. Well, we don't we have a lot to say on Black Hollywood Live. Well, I also have a lot to say about this. Switching total gears, it... <laughs> that's Trump, that's, just, that's Trump oh, calling. That's Trump calling. That's Trump calling Rachel right Trump now. Actually, Rachel actually <laughs> voted for Trump, guys. <laughs> That's why she got quiet. <laughs> she got one of those She's letters that says, She's hiding ballads in her head. <laughs> President-elect Trump. Uh, Dear Rachel, well, thank well, you geez. so much for... All around. Uh, well, that's fine. But maybe you want to get de-stress yourself. And, you know, I we still do have some sports going on because they are not ruined by Caitlyn Jenner. Uh, so maybe you like to watch football. By the way, I wasn't saying that Caitlyn Jenner ruined sports. <laughs> no, I was 
and in the voice of those of people. Donald Trump. Right, absolutely. Um, <laughs> all right, but no. So DraftKings, we talk about it every week. Um, it's you guys can play fantasy football. It's a super cool website in which. Unfortunately, like other draft uh, football drafts, you like you have to like play the whole season. But yeah, this one, a new football. season starts every single week, so there's no real long term commitment. You can win a whole bunch of money. You can try the fifty fifty contest, which means if you're in one of the percentages, you're gonna win. It's only hey. you have a high percentage of winning. Yeah. Yes, it's you like A or B. 50-50. Like, hey, hey, hey. why would you not do that? Do you, you have like, nothing do, to lose. Do you like money? Right. right. That's what I was like. You got nothing to lose. If you want to win some money, you should do this. And the, the like, here's what really sold me is that they said the, their tagline is, even if your team is circling the drain, you can still win money. <laughs> I want to know. Like, if I'm going to lose, am I still going to get something? A little well, bit. At DraftKings, you guys can. Um, so we have a super cool code for you guys. It's GEEK. Just like our uh, show, Geek Nerd Tech. So you guys will type in the word geek, and you guys can play for free uh, for your share of over $100,000 in total prizes. This weekend, only at DraftKings.com. Eligibility restrictions may apply. CDC sites for details. That's really (laughs) good, Jesse. I like that. Boom. I'm playing. I'm playing right after the show today. I'm going to start about watching football and that kind of stuff. But what's this tea? Because I've been wanting to know about the Prince Harry thing since you told me about Prince Harry over the weekend. Okay, so. I apologize ahead of time, guys. I have a cough drop in because I'm still getting rid of this nasty throat that I have. But this week, Prince Harry made it official to all of us that might have still been questioned, even though I wasn't still questioned. I was just real mad that he done found this other girl that he want to get with because he was supposed to be my baby daddy, but that's okay. (laughs) He has found love in Miss Meghan Markle, who is an actress who is on Suits on USA, I think it comes on. Yep, USA Network. She's been on there for a while, actually. Um, So, yeah. So, this week, though, because, I mean, the story kind of came out, like, last week, about a week and a half ago, and the story started circulating, but... So everybody's like, ooh, who's this girl and who we want to know about her? And apparently the press has been like in full attack mode, especially in England, y'all. So they have been coming at her house. Somebody, they said people were being paid to break into her house because she lives in Toronto where she tapes suits. Um, they were, you know, following her everywhere. They following her mama. Her mama lived in Crenshaw. <laughs> I'm sorry. I shouldn't laugh about it. It's your fault. You almost I know. I ran through it. No, I was going to get through it. And Rachel messed me up. I'm just trying to suck on my little lozenge so that my throat stays straight for this story. And Rachel messing it up. Okay? Anyway, so, you know, her mama still lives in Crenshaw. And, you know, the people was all outside her door. She can't get in her door. They trying to find her daddy who in Mexico somewhere because he filed for bankruptcy and moved away. She got a sister that don't have no money and is off somewhere. They trying to find her. And they've been posting all these stories in England that are sort of, they have some um, racial undertones because, you know, England going through its own racial situation, too. Y'all remember Brexit. If y'all know nothing about that, they going through it, too, just like we are right now. So, anyway... Prince Harry got wind. He, he saw some of these headlines, and he was just like, why y'all got to come for my baby boo like that? It's just <laughs> not okay. So they, he decided to do something that's very rare, that very rarely happens from the royal family, and he issued a royal statement. Statements. Yes, okay. he did. Um, he issued a royal statement. It came from Kensington Palace. And basically, he said a few different things, but I'll give you some of the more precious moments in the uh, statement. Basically, he said... Quote, this past week has seen a line crossed. He accused the press. He went on to accuse the press of social media trolls, of sexism and racial abuse to his girl. And it said, quote, Prince Harry is worried about Miss Markle's safety and is deeply disappointed that he has not been able to protect her. Well, let's take a moment. He wants to protect her. He wants to protect his biracial boo. He wants to protect his baby. (laughs) 
And he told the press to pause and reflect before any further damage is done. And apparently the, the very fact that they issued this statement is such a huge deal because of everything that happened with his mother. Obviously yeah. the press is sort of blamed for her death. And um, they've only done it a few times over the years since his mother's passing. One time was with the two new babies, baby George and Charlotte or whatever. I think her name is Charlotte. Um, of his brother's kids that they were like getting too many pictures. So it basically everybody tripped out because it number one it confirms that this relationship is real and not just yeah. some bullshit that everybody else yeah. is coming up with and that he is serious about her because he wants to protect his boo guys so we might have a royal wedding soon I do think it's great That's that everything. he put out that statement um, whether or not they last I could care less about yeah. but but Courtney I kind of get your thing I, I saw a few articles on him and I was like damn if he isn't kind of fine in some of these pictures like he was really cute I'm not gonna Listen. lie this might be a little bit racist but the when I'm <laughs> decided that he was it might be a little, racist, be a little racist I'm gonna give you that copy out but I I fell in love when he was in Africa holding one of these little African babies <laughs> <laughs> you saw him holding a brown baby <laughs> well listen by which he held that little baby and I don't know whatever well listen he may have his own little chocolate babies because she is biracial well they're not going to be chocolate chocolate. listen you say that you don't know where the gene comes from you never know we've seen her daddy and her mom yeah them red jeans be real strong her brown jeans will be strong but it'll be like a little red headed yeah no that's going to look like a white baby come on I mean also also do you know the theory that they say like some red red hair I don't know if it's true or not but like red hair and white people comes from mixing with African Africans mm-hmm. back in the day. Yeah. Because when you die, my hair turns that color. Yeah. <laughs> Unless you do it right. Um, <laughs> do it well, listen, Megan is fine, so, you She's know. And you went to school with her, right? I did. I, I went to school with her. She went to Northwestern. She was there when I was there, so. I could have had a chance. I could have had a chance, dang. man. Dang! Dang, 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 dang. Uh, okay. But it's also nice to see that they would issue that kind of statement for her because she's, the other women, while they were commoners, they were, they were earls or this or that. They weren't really commoners. Yeah, right, like, yeah. Princess Diana's family is actually more royal than the Windsors because yeah. they came into power fairly recently yeah. in England. So this girl has not is not any she, royal. And yeah, the fact yeah. that they, you know, would issue that on her, and, I thought, kudos to you. And yeah, he's he called her around. She's yes. been all up in... And he called them out for the racism because they had some headlines talking about she's Harry's girl is straight out of Compton. Like they were (laughs) on the Daily Mail. Yeah, they they, they did that. Her family's been selling some stories, like the sister. Everybody's selling some stories. Her family probably trying to make she gonna have a mess with her family if she ends up marrying him. But girl, I'm here for it. Go ahead. She got that down. You gave it a fist pump. You got it, girl. Yeah, I wish the best for them. And also these stories about her, like the sister. You're saying, well, she's not, my mom's broken. She's not supporting her. One thing I know from working on a show like that, if you supported everyone in your family, you, know you would be broken. Exactly. Broke, you would have nothing. Yeah. So that's a personal matter, and I try not to judge her on that. Do you I'm know the serious. whole circumstance? You don't know what's going on. Mama teaching yoga. She'll be all right. All right. So <laughs> we're going to move on real quick, and we're going to talk about Lil Wayne again. Did we talk about him last week, or was that a different show I was on? I don't remember. Anyway, Lil Wayne. I don't think we talked about He him. made some nonsense comments again to Nightline um, last week. I believe it was and basically they asked him about Black Lives Matter and he was quoted as saying I don't feel connected to a damn thing that ain't got nothing to do with me and if you do you feel crazy 
Lil Wayne was high again. He was probably also drunk. And at <laughs> the same thing, he also like issued a statement afterwards saying that like the only reason he went off like that, because if y'all watched the interview, he looked real crazy. He looked real crazy. Like, he looked yeah. real crazy. Yeah, he was. He, was um, he fired his publicist after the interview, but I thought publicist didn't make you she say that. She didn't this. make you say shit. <laughs> the, yeah. the publicist should have fired him. He, right, exactly. Right. The publicist never worked for him. Okay. But he, he basically said that the, the interview was like, ask, interviewer asked him like questions about negative words about women and his daughter, and he was pissed off. So when he asked, they asked the question about Black Lives Matter, he just said some bullshit. Because that's an excuse. But anyway, yes. so, <laughs> of course, his comments like went everywhere, and people were like, Lil Wayne, how could you not understand what black people go through, and why don't you care? Like, just because you're rich. Oh, my God. Because they actually gave credence or care to what Lil Wayne has to say. <laughs> so then T.I. decided that he should speak up this week about his friend, and he posted a little message on social media, and he said a few different things to Wayne, and the quotes are sort of, here we go a little bit. He goes, quote, I know you are wired... I'm sorry, he can talk about his friend, y'all. I know you are wired a bit different than most other responsible adults, but still, <laughs> you tripping. I don't know what you're going through or what you are attempting to avoid, but this is absolutely unacceptable. You're disrespecting yourself, bringing shame on your family, and tarnishing your legacy. We are being hunted and captured and slaughtered out here daily. You have to get out of that bubble that you've been living in and get out here and educate yourself on what's going on around the U.S. T.I. went on to offer his help to him by saying, share whatever knowledge or understanding I'm willing to share, whatever knowledge and understanding I may have to assist your growth and development. And then he warned Little Wayne, stop this buffoonery you out here doing <laughs> you're looking like somebody who has something to gain or lose by pretending it's not as bad as Black Lives Matter is making it seem and you are not aware of an issue that needs to be addressed boop, and then Lil Wayne's boop, daughter Reginae Carter went on her Instagram and said basically T.I. just trying to get some extra press and why he gotta come for her daddy like that Girl. I mean, I just yeah, think yeah. just T.I. I mean, not T.I., but Lil Wayne. Just I'm tired of hearing him talk because he just says some crazy stuff every time he's out. I mean, is Lil Wayne ever lucid and sober? Like, why would we ever care what? Why he do we even to care? Say? Yeah, I mean, but and, when I get drunk, which isn't often, or super baked, and we, I'm not like I, I, I think racists are great. You know what I mean? I don't turn into that. <laughs> like, I don't suddenly shift my view. <laughs> yes, Courtney. Number one, I'm going to say you probably have a few more brain cells than he <laughs> yes. ever had to yes. start with. I agree. You don't yeah. drink lean. Yeah. Now yeah, I don't. I don't drink cough syrup. Yeah. And yeah. no, no shade on Wayne, but he was having seizures for a while. The yeah. seizures yeah. do uh, destroy uh, portions of your brain uh, and like whatever. Talk. So yeah. like that real talk, like he, I don't think all of his things are there. And then along with the substances, he probably has even less. I would appreciate the journalists to not put Lil Wayne in that type of predicament. Well, I think you just know like, you're going to get a, a shit show. Well, why, so. was, why was Lil Wayne on Nightline? No, yeah, yeah, I don't want to talk to me about that. I mean, there's a whole What's bunch going of on with those shows like Nightline and 2020? Like, those used to be, like, Not intense news. shows. Like, yeah. news shows. When I was a kid, like, I would be like, Dad, we got to watch this again in 60 Minutes. Damn. <laughs> Lil Wayne But now, it's Lil Wayne on Nightline? Who for well, oh. that's why I do hope, like, it's a water... I'm hoping it's a watershed moment in our evolution. You know what I mean? Because it's either the fall of Rome that we're in America right now, like, it's all over, and that we've already... Our apex is far behind us. Well, you know, us. there was that whole article that came out about how it really is, like, the fall of Rome. I, yeah, it is, like, the fall of... can be completely destroyed. Right. The idea that it can... We've only been here 300... Not even 300. We had our bicentennial. Mm. Not that's t- only 200 years. We're nothing in the scheme well, of things. Well, I ain't I going could, backwards. I don't know about... Uh, but no, I'm hoping it's a watershed moment that moves us forward, because I do think we've reached 
reached a pitch saturation point with like reality TV, and and clearly if we could have, uh, elect a president off reality TV, Nene you know? Leaks, two thousand. <laughs> she by Sheree gonna be in office. No. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Courtney, is that all you got for us with the Ti and Little Wayne story? Yeah, I'm done. I'm done for the day. All right, well, we got our last, <laughs> we got our last story of the day and the EUR Web Story Spotlight of the Week. Well, this has been a story that is making its headlines this week uh, outside of the election. Is a woman by the name of Shonda Brown White. She's an author. She has a new book called Don't Be a Wife to Your Boyfriend. Very interesting title. Can you guys guess where you have an idea what this book might be about? I think she doesn't want you to be a wife to your boyfriend. Okay, well, that's great. All right, so this is the goal of her book. Is Her new book is to guide readers on a journey to self-discovery and show others that every relationship failure can offer a moment of truth and clarity. Now, this book is not intended to be a male-bashing book. She said men can learn how to, how their certain how certain actions that they do affect a woman's heart and her soul. Oh, so it's for men? It's for women, but they're saying... She's saying that men can also read it because it's not a male bashing book. And I that don't can... think that's a man. I bet you, have you read it? No, I've not read it yet. It does. I want to read it though. The title doesn't even sound male bashing. No. It sounds like she's watching a lot of reality television and realizing that a lot of these girls out here put themselves in, put themselves <laughs> in situations. I just watched this crazy. I'm gonna get it for next week. Oh my god! And it was just like me and my roommates. We sat there. We watched. And we were just like. It was good, but it was. This is really what. What, show? what I mean, was it? I can't remember the name. It's on Netflix. Um, I'll tweet it out tonight. Um, what but is it about? basically, so it's this this little girl who grew up. This Hispanic girl. She grew up, and she just was so attracted to this man. And it was just based off attraction. And she wanted to be the cool girl, and he was this gangster. And it was just like you watched it, and it, it's literally what we watch on reality TV. And she became. She ended up having getting this kid set up and stabbed and killed, and it was just like just. These girls have such... They're, well, people. I'm not going to just say girls. People have such low self-esteem right now because we put this imagery on television of what everyone's supposed to be. Right. That we feel that these people who are on television getting these free meals and free clothes, they don't leave that show and do that in their everyday lives. No. They sit at home and they post Instagram pictures of them on set, which makes it look like this is their everyday life. And people, these kids, they believe it. And then they date people based off this and they end up getting hurt because they think they have to be this I don't even know, this enigma of whatever it is that we're putting out there to the world as perfection. Well, it's interesting because when I first saw the title of the book, what I f- actually thought of is when they always tell a woman to not give the man everything and, then, you know, give him... Yeah, you're supposed to not milk the cow. Because then if you don't milk the cow... Right, don't... Why he ain't going to buy the cow? Why he got to buy the cow if the milk is for free? For free, yeah. So that's what my mindset was thinking with this book. But it sounds like it's a... You know, it sounds like it's a combination of things. You know, it's a her realistically trying to educate women on, you know healing of relationships, what to do and what not to do. But I, I thought it was an interesting thing that she said that men can also read it. Yeah, well, I'm going to give a shout-out to uh, another college buddy of mine, Tori Stuckey, who wrote a similar sort of book looking at relationships, especially amongst us black folks and our black women and black men. And it's called His Dough, Her Cookie. And it sort of looks at 
a similar idea of like where women sort of fit in and what he thinks women are doing or not doing versus what men are doing or not doing, especially in black love relationships and what we could be doing better. And that's on Amazon too. And it might be an interesting companion to see and what I'll, they have to say. I'll throw out one more just because it's a little different. Was uh, The best book I read on relationships was called Attached, The Science of Attaching. And this is less about uh, man, woman, then, then are you a secure person? Did you grow up, you're kind of secure? Or are you maybe aloof, like you're a little distant in relationships? Or are you uh, insecure and codependent? And what happens when two aloof people hook up? Or mm-hmm. a secure and an insecure, or two insecure? So I thought that was really great because there's a lot of people who are a little neurotic in relationships yeah. or codependent right away, and this kind of helped broke through some of those things that is a little even deeper than some of these. But this, I assume, is about, like you said, not doing, maybe not, not moving in with them is learning from your mistakes. Yeah. You know what I mean? Learning from mistakes. And, you know, listen, equally on both sides, men do things to women that aren't the best things and women take a lot of things from men and vice versa. Women do we things We should get her too. on here. We, we should have Shonda. Shonda, yeah. Shonda yeah. gonna call yeah. you. Shonda I think the movie you. is called Sugar Rush and it's a British, uh, a, based off a British TV Oh, show. the Netflix one? But yeah, check that out. It's on Netflix. Really cute. Um, yeah, any any or all of these books are kind of helpful, I think, if you're navigating relationships. Yeah, absolutely. And you come up against something, because a lot of times, like, our parents' marriages, if they're even still together, are maybe not always the best things best to base, um, you know, ourselves off. And sometimes we do need a book to <laughs> develop a new skill set to be in a healthy relationship. Well, one thing Shonda said, which we'll leave in a second, but uh, Shonda said she understands and acknowledges that sometimes women give it their all when they fall in love, even without getting a true commitment in return. So. so I think it is yeah, a little bit about, yeah. yeah. So, you know, maybe it'll resonate. Like, because sometimes it takes know. a few different stories mm-hmm. to resonate. And if this helps someone out of this a situation true. like that, Mazel. Work it out. Work it's positive. Out. Yeah. All right. Well, that's all we got for that's today. It. We made it. We made it. They're kicking us out the studio. So, Courtney, where can fans find you? Um, you can find me everywhere at Stuart Starlet. And if you guys are depressed and need a great laugh, just watch Chewing Gum on Netflix. I'm in love with it right now. It's freaking hilarious. What's it about? It's about an awkward black girl in Chewing England, gum? in London. Oh wow! It's hilarious. Like it's the funniest shit I've seen in a long time. Oh, awesome. so Netflix like putting a whole bunch of. British oh, they have. Around? I don't know. Well, they have. A, yeah, they have a lot of British series. I'm also watching the one about the. I queen. But chewing gum, awkward. Everybody's loving the crown. Yeah. When we talked about that last week, I don't think that um, uh, black British people, and nobody accused me of this, but I don't think black British people don't deal with racism. When I was saying they have no. a confidence that we don't have, I still stand by that. But yes. of course, oh, they deal yes. with so much racism. But thank you so much thank for Thank you guys your for all those comments and lots of recommendations that. in the and comments. I'd too, like to say you. to the person who commented to me, like, I'm totally working on the interrupting thing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really trying here. And second of all, no, I don't bleach my skin for. And, oh and Jesse and I will yeah. talk more and let Rachel. We'll talk more. We just like to hear Rachel's point sometimes. We, just, we get lost in the moment. No, I babble and I know it, and I'm definitely working on it. I'm really lucky I work with a group of people who yeah. are patient with me. And we like her to express her point. No, all the I way really through. appreciate the patience they've had with me because I'm the one who came in late to the game on this. But by the way, you can find me on Instagram at True Rachel True and Twitter at Rachel True. Jesse. Uh, at DJ Jesse J. Also, make sure you check out me and Daryl did the reality TV awards and yeah, the yeah. is up. And okay. it is just and uh, some behind the scenes footage that Funners. y'all need to just check out. Sunday Carter versus Abby Lee. Miller. That was my favorite. Oh wow! <laughs> I think Janice Dickinson was my favorite. Uh, was but I gotta watch she was it. Fine. No, no, no. Oh. Doing well. oh, okay, here we go. <laughs> on that note, <laughs> you can find me at Daryl Kristen on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, and on Sunday nights on the Walking Dead panel for Afterbus TV. Everybody have a great weekend. Bye. From executives Kevin Undergaro, Dario Kristen, Tiana Hobson, and the entire BHL staff, we would like to thank you for supporting Black Hollywood Live. 
first online broadcast network dedicated to African-American entertainment. For questions and comments, contact us. Info at BlackHollywoodLive.com. Like us on Facebook, tweet us, or Instagram at BHL Online. And I am the official voice of Black Hollywood Live. Scipio, Instagram at KingXOBay. Thanks for tuning in. Hollywood Redefined. <laughs> the views expressed here are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of BHL or its owners or principals.